0: Hey everybody, you are listening to the We Are Rising podcast, your source for all things rising and JMMA, news, features, reviews of fights, interviews, etc, etc. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin, and I'm not joined by Jay Christian Gary from Focus Fights uh, right now. With me, I have my fellow MMASucker.com colleague, Joshua Yule, who will be ta- talking about Manel Cape joining the UFC uh, Joshua, thank you so much for uh, talking to me. At, 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 you know, so impromptu. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me, man. So uh, yeah, so it, it was reported today by Combate, a Portuguese, I Brazilian Portuguese, um, uh, MMA publication, that, that Manel Cape had has signed a verbal agreement with the UFC uh, for fights. And I'm not so sure when it's gonna start, but uh, looks like he is no longer in Ryzen, and that would mean no longer the bantamweight champion. So, uh, Josh, I'm gonna throw this to you. Um, why do you think Manel Cape signed, and what is this? What where? What level of a sign of of this is? Uh, uh, how good is it for UFC?
1: Um, well, first of all, I'm gonna say. It- Almost certainly to his money. UFC can outbid anyone else um, by quite a substantial margin, and as for how good a score he is, he's fantastic. Um, really on a fantastic streak. Uh, Ryzen's probably got the second most competitive and weight division in the world after UFC, and um, just a fantastic score. I mean, unless you count Demetrius Johnson fighting at
0: Funny you bring up his losses. You know the first loss was to Horaguchi, which you know that's Horaguchi you know, using the him is you know it that's 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 not a big deal because Horaguchi beats virtually everybody. The Ozakura loss was interesting because I thought he won the initial fight. I don't know if you have seen the fight or um, if you have if you if you've watched it recently. I watched rec- I watched it before the rematch. I thought that Manel Cape won the fight uh, on the second viewing. And then the the, the fight with Sazaki. Apparently, when the fight went down, was when his uh, his mother died. So oh, wow. par- apparently, I guess you know it's kind of like you know when GSP lost to um, I think it was Matt, Matt Sarah in the first fight. Apparently, that's his father died. You know, apparently, yeah. Apparently, he was in a bad mental state. Um, and we got to see how he obviously rebounded from that loss as well. Um, you know, train, uh, changing his fight camp, uh, to uh, AK Thailand, which definitely helped as well. So, um, what, what, I, what do you, I, so, Ryzen has lost a number of people right now to UFC. A lot of people who have gone on pretty who have been successful. Uh, Krohn, uh, Jair Rosestruk, uh, Khalid Taha. Uh, uh Jerry just signed, he hasn't debuted yet, but he's definitely gonna be, I presume, a big player in, in UFC. What what is what can Ryzen do in your in your views? Obviously money is the number one, but besides that, what can what can Ryzen possibly do to, to help keep these talents in the organization and not leave and go to UFC?
1: Well, you may have noticed. One thing I think is pretty important about all those people is that none of them are Japanese. But you've got Yair yeah, from Brazil, you've got. Sorry, not Brazil. Yair's um, Mexican, isn't he? Um, you've got. Yuri. Where's
0: Yuri Porchinza from? Because he's not well, Japanese. Uh, Czech Republic.
1: Yeah. Um, so you've got. And now you've got Manuel Carpe, who is from, I believe, yeah, Angola. Um, so. Whereas they're keeping all the people who are Japanese. Even people like the Asakura Bros and Haraguchi. They aren't leaving. Kaffe does. So I think maybe some fighters are going to Ryzen. Maybe they're going through. And then when they get the belt, they're using that as leverage for better deals from other organizations. I'm not just a random prospect. I'm the champion of Bantamweight at Ryzen. How much are you going to pay me? Mm -hmm. whereas for the Japanese fighters when they get the belt they stay in Japan because I think that's what it is giving to them, it means they can fight from their home I know that Horiguchi was very vocally um, said that he felt he was being badly treated in the UFC and felt that he was being better treated in Ryzen and so I feel that's what it can
0: offer, a home field advantage, but Conversely, that means there's some fighters it just isn't going to appeal to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I so, also... I'm uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Um,
1: so, as for what it could do differently to keep people, um, it, I think the problem is, really, it is going to be money, and there's nothing Ryzen can really do about it, because they had a pretty bad ratings hit um, for Ryzen 20. So, um, there's just... They're kind of...
0: Maybe in the past they could have kept people, but definitely not now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, would you also, uh, when in the MMA sucker um, chat, you also had another theory behind why Kate might have might have signed? And do you want to just talk about that? Because I thought that was a very interesting uh, idea about why he also may have signed. Um,
1: in retrospect, is a bit mean. And I don't want to tell dispersions upon Ryzen's leadership, because first I was shocked. Because if mm. you're obviously, if one of your champions is leading, you really, really want to keep them. Jiri leading, maybe the light heavyweight division isn't as important to you, but the bantamweight division absolutely is, if you're Ryzen. Um, so obviously you'd have to throw the like, you throw everything, trying to keep Kafei on board until you can get him the belt off him and on someone else.
0: <sighs> mm.
1: but maybe I, may, may, that brings me round to what I was possibly suggesting is maybe they let Karpe leave because maybe they don't think I mean he's just gone on a 3KO winning streak right maybe they can't get the belt off him maybe he keeps the belt for a while and because they're um, Japanese it's much easier to sell Horiguchi and Asakura especially Asakura yeah. because him and his brother Mikuru are the becoming pretty big YouTube sensations, definitely two of the biggest potential stars for Rise in the future, Horiguchi also a big star, Um, so maybe they just let Carpe leave, because that way they can guarantee that the belt comes back into someone they can market for. But I have no idea, I mean, there's a long history also of foreigners being big stars in Japan. The most I think viewed in person fight ever was Akebono versus Bob Sapp. Bob Sapp was a huge star
0: in Japan, so maybe, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, but no, no, it's a good point. Uh, I think though, oh, like that era of Pride in K One, it was there was a it was a different time where you kind of could, in Japan, have these, these I guess freak show foreign stars like a Bob Sapp or uh Wanderlei silva just because they were so out of the box uh but it seems like it's that doesn't seem to be the thing that's in japan that 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 we even you also see that with pro wrestling now as well in new uh, do you follow new japan pro wrestling at all or pro wrestling in japan at all I'm afraid I don't know. So. Okay, well, it used to be, you know, much bigger guys, you know, Bob, people like Bob Sapp and uh, who used to be in who were popular guys in pro wrestling, but now they've kind of changed the the, the general look of a, uh, the 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 main eventers in New Japan Pro Wrestling, the biggest pro wrestling uh, organization in Japan. Now look more like J-pop idols. They're they're muscular, but they but they have like a very J-pop Type of aura to them, if that makes sense. It's it's. So,
1: so what you'd call cruiserweight in
0: pro wrestling. Oh yeah, like the yeah like the like the the, the biggest guy in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling in terms of uh, main eventer is Okada. He's six foot three, but he's a lanky six foot three. He would never have been a heavyweight. Uh, 15, 20 years ago of main eventing Tokyo Dome against uh, Inoki or one of those guys, he would never have been there. He would have been in the mid card, but just because he's tall blonde or size of hair blonde, good looking, he's now, he's he's a main inventor for them. And I, I guess that's kind of where Rise is also right now. They're trying to get these kind of more, I guess, realistic or more or, or more homegrown stars to be, you know, so they could go on television, promote themselves on television, go on the Japanese talk shows, game shows, variety shows. Um, that's, that's the impression I'm getting. Um, now, what, what, what do you think will be Cape's first fight or who do you think would be a good fight for him uh, in his debut in the UFC? Mm. Well, honestly, you probably could
1: throw him I'm thinking you might be able to say should we throw him in the um in the rankings early because he is coming off as a champion from a fairly prestigious um as uh, prestigious division you can get from um from like outside of the UFC, um, so throwing him against someone like let me Look. Um, I mean, Song Yudong's just had his fight with um, Cody Stearns. You probably want Song Yudong fighting someone else who's also pretty exciting. So I'd say yeah, he'd be. I think that'd be a pretty good fight if you did Song Yudong versus
0: Manuel Carpe. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I just and I just saw this right now because you brought up um, uh, Yodong. Who I, I believe is isn't he uh, from South Korea? I believe. Um, let me look. I believe he's from South Korea. Um, I think I think he's from Team Busan, the same as uh nah, he's, um, Chinese. Oh, Chinese. Sorry, Chinese. Um. Well, actually, speaking of China and just Asia in general, uh Japan today also announced that they're going to be. Well, uh, enacting a bunch of travel restrictions uh, for uh, foreigners. Um, I forgot which countries, but I know that USA was announced and also Italy. Uh, I'm not so sure. Do you think also maybe Manel Cape was looking at the current climate and what's going on in Japan and just thought that maybe, you know, who knows when next time I could be fighting in Japan, you know, If UFC is going to, I can move to the U.S., you know, train at AKA in the United States anywhere, and that way I can still fight uh, instead of having to go from Thailand to uh, Japan. you think that was also maybe a factor just where we are right now with the the, the coronavirus pandemic? Well, I'm not a mind reader. Um, (laughs) uh, If I I was in Carpe's situation, I
1: definitely wouldn't be thinking like that because the coronavirus is going to be shutting down all MMA. For a pretty long time, probably, I'd say. I wouldn't be, I would be surprised if we saw regular MMA cropping up in less than two, three months. So, and by the, by the time the panics ended in the US, it's probably also going to have ended in Japan. So, and if it hasn't, if the problem lingers in one country longer than another, there's no way of knowing right now. So, I'm going to be honest, I think that that is actually have an impact on his thinking.
0: Mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. uh, probably, probably not. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because, uh, you know, because UFC, you know, despite what's gone, they're still trying to put on shows. And they, and they put, have one. They had the one at the arena show. And uh, I know that today it uh, looks like Tony and Khabib ain't happening, but still likes it still looks like they're trying to get that show off the ground to some degree. I don't know how. Good luck with that. <laughs> but I think, I think they're going to delay it. I think they're going to delay it.
1: See, we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, I was like right, predicting that Cerrone would wanna
0: would wanna be in it. Exactly. Go, That's why, why next time work. I go to I get some lottery numbers. I'm gonna ask you for the numbers because you pick you you correctly predicted that on the MMA Sucker uh, podcast that day. Um, uh, but what about the rise in bantamweight tile? What would what do you think should be done uh, with that? Should it be uh, like uh, two uh weights fighting for it in a vacant uh match, or should it be uh tournament, grand prix? What do you think should be the best course of action?
1: Well, a tournament could be nice, but if I was rising, I would definitely set up after Kuro Horiguchi, because there, that was a humongous upset. Horiguchi was like he was a two division champion, big star is also a massive star. I think that fight could do a lot of... Like, if you put that as... a That could be easily a main event. Card, uh, I think. Mm-hmm. There's no point, in my mind, passing around with the tournament. There's, like... Basically, if Asakura had beaten Kaffe, he almost certainly would have fought Horiguchi in a rematch. The only reason they didn't have an instant rematch is because, of course, Haraguchi is like knees completely blown out. But it's getting better. I heard I heard he must be back in training. Um being back in training is no guarantee that he's gotten better, but mm-hmm. I think that that's the obvious next choice to make. Um Um maybe they do a tournament, but I think based on how tight money is, are you gonna bet, hey, let's do a tournament? We go under while the tournament's weird away, or do we automatically try to get a big star, the belt on a big star, because
0: you can't lose with that, with that fight. You get it on someone, that's a huge victory. You can even do a trilogy for Horiguchi humans wins. Mm. So, um, have they, did they fight before? Is that their second fight? This will be their second, if, if uh, no, this would be their second fight if, if it winds up happening. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, here's, a, okay. What? what so that's that my. Might... Gotcha. So, um,. The presumable next challenger that would have been uh, fighting Manel Cape would have been Hiramasa Ogikubo. Um, do you think should he be at all? Well, if let's just say if Horaguchi is not physically ready to for the fights. Uh, let's say if they want to do it, they do want to do the championship at Rise uh, in twenty two, in empty arena, whatever. Would you then maybe have Kai go against Ogikubo, who was next in line, number one contender, or do you? Uh, or is there somebody else that you probably do uh, against Azakura? Or anybody else that you that you have in mind? Um,
1: that seems reasonable. I think that seems like a reasonable fight,
0: yeah. To make that one, yeah. and I, yeah. W- I'm there's sorry. No, but... I don't think there's any... With Kato gone, with Horaguchi
1: potentially out of action, I don't think there's any... but I think Horaguchi might be ready by the time they get Ryzen 22 around... I think whoever they whoever
0: they put in, like, I think that seems pretty reasonable. It doesn't matter hugely, I don't think. Gotcha. Um, and so, what do you think Capes' uh, ceiling is going to be in UFC? Do you think he can be a ban? Well, oh, that's the thing. I don't know if it's been confirmed whether he's signed a flyweight or bantamweight. Do you happen to know if if, if that was if either one was a uh, mentioned or? Uh- that's a good point,
1: actually. Another, a fourth fantastic flyweight.
0: You can also fight a bantamweight. Mm-hmm. That's just insane, isn't it? Um, uh, do, do, you, uh, do you think that... Uh, what where, where do you think his ceiling is no matter uh, what in UFC? Um, it looks like... It looks like they are... Fantastic. I think they are signing
1: him at bantamweight. The okay.
0: Repeat that question, sorry, I missed it. God, you think he could ever be you think he could be uh could beat a Sehudo or someone uh or someone like that? Um,
1: I really I really want him to have one fight at the UFC before I think about that because obviously this i fantastic hand but I really am trying struggling to try and peg where The problem is, is that does only ever had one fight at Bantamweight, and obviously he became champion, but Carpe's never had a fight in the UFC. So that is a pretty pretty tall order. It's possible, but the, the problem is, is that there's, Bantamweight is so, so stacked right now. You've got people like Yan, Sterling, Sam Hagen. It's Morares, uh, Albo now. It's just so, so stacked. Uh, Carpe could, like, I'm not ruling out him becoming a champion, but it's just impossible to know what's going to happen in that position because it's so stacked and so few fights are happening, it feels like. It feels like everyone's, like, gums down. So, um, I I don't want to make any predictions about that.
0: Mm, I got you, I got you. That's fair, that's fair. Okay, so, yeah, I just want to give you any final thoughts about, about this, uh, about Manel Cape signing. Uh, actually, one other question. Who do you think might be the next person to sign who goes from Ryzen to UFC? Uh, just a random, throw, throw it in the hat guess if you, if, you, if you had to think of anybody.
1: Well, if I, if I was the UFC, um, who would I be trying to get from Ryzen? Um, Mikuru Asakura. I'd want to get him.
0: That's a good choice. Oh, that's a good
1: choice. Because, um, you, you want someone who can get you an in with the Japanese market. He's going to bring the most size I think, yeah, I think that's the guy I'd pick. He's called out um, Shinya Aoki, hasn't he?
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yes. Uh, that, I mean, that's, you picked, like, the person who I was thinking of, exactly. Um... So, yeah, any final thoughts on Manel Cape signing uh, with UFC? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to throw the uh, the final word to you.
1: I, I, obviously, we can't know the specifics of the negotiations. All I'm going to say is I hope Ryze have really, really tried hard to keep it. Because Ferme, like I mentioned the start thing, but I also, in that chat, I was also massively shocked when they let Carpe go because... Letting Policenza go, you can deal with that. But whenever you let a champion go, you're kind of making the people who are left look like paper tigers a little bit, unless they start showing real visible improvements. You always want to have the champion be lineal. You want to have the champion lose to someone, and then you want to keep that person until they lose to someone else. And you want to keep that lineal title within your organization. That's really important for booking and making that title legitimate. Um, So losing the champion is a huge blow, I think, to Ryzen. Like, a lot of people felt like since Cejudo's win over Demetrius Johnson was very, very tenuous, and then Demetrius Johnson immediately left for one, a lot of people felt like that was um, a pretty big blow to the legitimacy of the flyweight division in the UFC. So that's what I'm going to... That's what I'm going to go with. I think that's my final thought. If Ryzen fought hard and the UFC just outbid them, that's one thing. But I think if they didn't fight for him, that's going to be the sign of serious looking issues that aren't going to go away.
0: No, I agree. And you know, When you see a bunch of people, when you see, when you see the Rats uh, jump off the sinking ship, you're thinking, "Oh God, something bad's happening. Something, something's not is rotting in the state of Denmark," as they say. Um, but Joshua, that's all we the time we have now. I appreciate you doing this impromptu. I just also want to give you a uh, opportunity to plug uh, anything you're doing for MMA Sucker, social media, all that good stuff.
1: Well, you can find me on Twitter at MMA Codex. Um, my tag is um, Codex MMA. No hyphens or anything. And you can also um, just just today finished a 2,000 word plus um, article on the best, worst MMA tournament ever, the 2005 Grand Prix, with um, 16 of the sports' wackiest characters fighting it out in proceedings that immediately went TikTok. up But it's pretty hilarious. It's pretty cool. Some fantastic stuff happened, and you just wouldn't see that sort of stuff today. You wouldn't see welterweights fighting heavyweights in an open-weight open, open weight tournament today, so definitely check that out. Um, and it's also a good time to have a look back on a bit of history now that we've like, run into the drought period for MMA. So definitely check that out on MMA Sucker.
0: Sucker with an A. <laughs> so so uh, thanks for having me on the podcast, Andrew. No problem. I know it's only in the UK. I want you to get to bed. And uh, hopefully, we can definitely talk to you again about Ryzen or JMA or anything uh, that's going on in Asia in the future.
1: I'd love to be on here again.
0: Appreciate it, Joshua. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Hey, and we are now here with Jay Christian Gary from Focus Fights to talk about Manel Cape leaving Ryzen for the UFC. Uh, Christian, sorry you couldn't join us before, but glad you are able to join us now for part two of this discussion of Manel Cape uh, leaving Ryzen. Um, thank you. <laughs> my, my partner in crime. Hey,
2: man, you're welcome. I wish I could have been up earlier, but of course, Mr. Sandman had other ideas.
0: <laughs> That's fine, so. You know, I already talked about it in the previous segment, so I'm going to basically just talk to you, but I'm going to just ask you questions about it. So, overall thoughts on Manel Cape leaving, you at, uh, leaving for UFC? Were you surprised, uh, shocked, not surprised?
2: I mean, to be honest, I was really surprised when it came down to it because I originally thought that it was going to be Tophique Musayev going to the UFC because, of course, we all know, you know, Taufik is on the UFC's radar.
0: Mm, uh,
2: well, I did not know that this shit was going to happen until I read the article.
0: Mm-hmm. What you think? What position do you think Ryzen is in now? We've already seen, uh, UFC take Jair Rosenshrew, Crone Gracie, Khalid Taha. Um, one has taken I think one or two fighters, uh, from, uh, Ryzen. You know they're trying to get uh, attention. Um, but what's what's just focus on UFC right? Now. Well, what, I mean, let's focus on Ryzen. What does got to do? To keep these fighters, I mean, the obvious question is, pay them more. The pay, are they pay them UFC level? But I mean, I think that's an unrealistic expectation. Is there anything else that Ryze can do besides that to potentially just keep these fighters on the on the payroll?
2: Well, Rise is pretty much in worry mode right now because, you know, obviously, this is the seventh fighter. Sixth, I mean, this is the seventh that has, you know, had negotiations with Ryzen or has fought in Rising and gone to the UFC. Now, without withstanding Chong Wei Lei, who's the current UFC Women's Strawweight Champion, who faked an eye injury just to get over, I mean, obviously, you got Cape, you got Jazeera for holster strike, Gairi, from Gracie Khalid, Saha, and um,
0: Shit, I forgot. Oh, uh, Thai Power Power France. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, those are the six fighters that have left the U that have left Ryzen just to go to the UFC, whether after one fight or several fights in the case of the others. But I feel like Ryzen is in panic mode because they can't really afford all these non Japanese talent to leave their nest and go over to fight in the UFC. I mean, that's why, when it comes down to it, I mean, I think they might try and do all they can to get Kanako Murata to fight another fight in the rising ring, even though she's the, the strongweight champion.
0: Now, I, I posed this question to Joshua, and uh, he's he said he can't read minds, but I really wanted to hear your thoughts in that. Given the current situation right now, Japan also uh, announced that they're going to do travel restrictions for many countries, including oh, yeah. United States uh, and some parts of Europe. Um, I know that Thailand right now is under uh, everybody's under house arrest. The, none of the gyms are operating. Uh, that's where Minel Cape trains. I presume he also lives there um, as well. Um, I don't think. Oh he,
2: yeah, he does. He. Definitely lives in Thailand
0: now. Do, do you think he was looking at the landscape and made a big, bigger picture and think and thought that, you know, if if this whole situation with the whole pandemic doesn't happen doesn't get fixed, I can't fight in Japan because I may not be able to be allowed in the country. if by signing with the UFC, he can then go to an AKA in the United States, train there, live here, train here, live there. Uh, And then if UFC has a show, whatever, you know, they're, they're more likely to put on fights as well. you think at all that was any consideration?
2: Well, to be quite honest, I wouldn't have been surprised if he was thinking bigger picture because, you know, given the current situation out in, I mean, given the current situation when it comes down to the pandemic on the other side of the world, you know, shit is crazy, and I think that, you know, I'm not trying to say he was looking for a way out, but he was trying to find a way to get in, so to speak.
0: Do you think also that he waited for this opportunity to become champion, and to use that as a negotiating tactic, or do you think he, he was going to be UFC bound, even if he wasn't champion?
2: I mean, to be quite honest, I guess. I mean, to be quite honest, even if he hadn't had the losses on his record to Kyoji Horikuchi, Oka Sasaki, and Kai Asakura, yeah, I would have bet that he would have been UFC bound, even with the loss, even without the losses.
0: Mm. Where do you think he his level... Now, presuming he goes abandon weights, I'm going to say...
2: I mean
0: uh, it's obvious he is a banner weight. But here but you know, know, also don't forget also as well that the uh, they they're signing a lot of flyweights. The UFC is signing a lot of flyweights. So I can see them putting him putting him in the flyweight division. Let's presume he's going to bantamweight uh, for now. Where do you think his his ceiling is at for UFC bantamweight? Do you see him being a gatekeeper? Does he lose his first three fights? Uh, does he go to 0 and three? On oh, four, do you see him being contender, or do you actually see him being champion some at some point?
2: Well, I mean, given this fighting style, there's no way he's gonna be anybody's gatekeeper. There's no way that he's gonna be anybody's, you know, whipping boy, so to speak. I think that he's gonna probably have a decent run. And if he loses, well, actually, I think he's gonna have a decent run. If he gets kicked out to UFC for some odd reason, be it you know you saw bullshit or anything else, I think that Ryzen will probably open the doors up for. But if he ends up being, if he ends up being a big star, like how Jarzinho is, just for his striking power alone, I think that he has a chance to be. A
0: once-in-a-generation talent. You brought up a good point. So let's just say he goes 0-4, and by the way, uh, he did sign a four-fight contract, 0-4 in UFC, he gets released. Do you Does Ryzen take him back? Because listen listen this, don't forget, he's champion, he's your weight champion, uh, he, it, he gave a speech that sounded like he's going to be in Ryzen for a long time, he's learning Japanese, putting his social media things in, in Japanese lettering, and now apparently... He, he, he's leaving the company and going to UFC. Do you even bother to consider taking him back? Or is it kind of, do you just see it kind of as, as like, dude, you were our champion and you just left us. No. Go, go fight. Go, go back to Port, to Angola and fight on the, on, on the regionals there. Hmm. I mean, or do, I think or Sorry, I just want to add a part to that question. Or is Ryzen just so starved for people, for, 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 for fires that they have to almost take him back?
2: I mean, if you think about it, I just, I mean, we all hope that a fighter doesn't flame out when it comes down to, you know, their potential success. But, if he does end up taking downs, I mean, if he does end up not getting signed, after, you know, the four fight deal in, I can potentially see him going back to Ryzen and finish out a little bit of a term with them. you know, starting with a New Year's Eve show.
0: Mm. So what, what do you do now with the Bantamweight title? Tournament, Grand Prix, or do you have like just have two of the uh, two people fight off uh, for it? Uh Joshua suggested Horiguchi and Kaizukura for the vacant Bantamweight title.
2: Hmm, it depends, but again, you have to realize, Hiro is potentially fighting for that belt, too. So I would say, you know, Kaizukura versus Hiro for the Bantamweight belt, and then after that... You
0: know, have it be whoever wins that fight takes on Kyoji Horiguchi. Gucci. The thing is, though, is that Ryzen, you said that Ryzen is in panic mode. Uh, they clearly are losing people, uh, they're losing fighters. Uh, they've lost right to this year Jiri uh, and Manel, uh, two, two champions, by the way. Um, and, you know, with whole, they, their ratings for the New Year's Eve show were not that good comparative to other previous New Year's Eve shows. So, does Ryzen... because of the fact that, you know, they rely too much on being on Fuji TV rather than, you know, pay-per-view numbers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think that Ryzen almost will forego ogikubo Kubo? They'll pull UFC and say, you're not that big of a star. We need somebody who's going to pull in eyes. And they just, they just do... Kai and Kyoji again? And Ogikubo has to wait another day.
2: It was, I mean, they would. But it would also be pretty damn disappointing considering the road that Ogikubo's had to travel just to get to this point. Because, of course, fight is all he has. You know, if he doesn't fight, he dies. Oh, I'm not going to say he dies, but he'll fall off. Yeah. So it's pretty damn sad that, you know, they would basically say that, you know, I mean, it was, it's pretty sad that they would say Oki Kubo doesn't deserve a shot when he deserves every opportunity in the book.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Now. What uh, Do you think a Grand Prix might be an option, or do you think financially right now is it's just not the viable option for Rising to go? No, it's definitely not the option for them
2: to do a Grand Prix right now. Maybe down the line when everything clears up, you know, do that Grand Prix. But make sure everybody else is in tip-top condition, folks.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... And also, uh, do you think what, what I mean, it, what, what is who do you think will be next to leave Ryzen or who do you think UFC will try to go after next?
2: Dude, isn't it pretty obvious that they want to get Tofiq Musayev next? I mean, it's pretty obvious, right?
0: It is. But uh, Joshua suggested that if, uh, he said if UFC. If he's UFC, he goes after Mikuru. And I just thought, you know, that's that's quite a coup, coup to go after Mikuru. Are you sure? Because Mikuru has has the popular YouTube channel. He's a name here. So, here, I mean, here's the thing. Tofi, he's... He, 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 they already have so many people from the Eastern Bloc. It's almost, you know, it's almost becoming like a, an Eastern Bloc promotion at this point, UFC. But if you want to have somebody who's a potential successful Japanese uh, fighter, that you go right to Mikuru or Kai even because they have established names here. They are popular outside the they're known outside of the fight world. And you can easily you can easily milk off that or, or siphon off that. Kofi, you're gonna get a great fighter. But you're gonna get a guy. The it is quite obvious now that that UFC only does super fights now, or fights literally to that have to make money in some way. And does Tofiq bring in that extra audience? Or you
2: know, complete mismatches.
0: Yeah. So do you bring this to- You know, here's the thing, Tophique is is absolutely UFC caliber. He's 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 every promotion caliber. But will the U- is the UFC going to spend the money? The right money to bring a guy like Tofiq in when they can, well, there's more upside to Mikuru. To be Think honest, about that. I don't
2: know, but I wouldn't be surprised if they
0: did. Because if they wanted, if they wanted Tofiq, they could have gotten him. They could have easily have gotten him if he could. They could get Manel Cape that easily. They could have easily gotten Tofiq. Uh, you know, they uh, if it was money reasons. So, I that's you know, that's why, I, you know, I uh, maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know if, if the UFC is playing to do some shows in Angola. It's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. But if they are, they're... No, actually, they, they're, they're not going to be
2: doing any shows in no country like Angola. No disrespect to that country. I mean, I know they have, like, a pretty damn good fight history blessing on, but they'll, they'll probably
0: do shows... In Portugal more than Angola now. Hey, you know, uh, the other thing is that, you know, as far as I know, uh, Angola has ha- has not had any of the uh, ripple effect of coronavirus, so who knows? UFC might be doing uh, fights in uh, Angola for the time being. Hmm, shit. But then everybody gonna have to be, you know, checked out for Ebola or some shit. Oh yeah. Well, at this point, people have totally uh, forgotten about um, Ebola. So I mean, so m- 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 just a, overall final thoughts. I mean, what about Manel Cape and Ryzen? You know, just you know, any, what, what is there anything else that you that you think could be said about this situation, um, Christian?
2: You know, it's a sad day for Ryzen, especially considering the fact that. Oh, by the way. As of the recording of this podcast, you know, both podcasts, we're three, we're less than three weeks out from Ryzen 22. We don't even know if that shit's going to be canceled. But still, hearing about this news, finding out about this, and obviously Kombache and MMAfighting.com putting it over, and obviously the MMA opinion doing the same, I really think that the UFC I mean, I really think that the UFC got a future a future bona fide talent in man okay. But it's that the loss of Ryzen's expense and now Ryzen just has to play panic mode and hopefully they don't crack under pressure.
0: I hope not either. I hope not either. This is another blotzem. Um I wouldn't be surprised if if, if Ryzen became a Japanese Focus promotes Japanese fire. Focus promotion. I would have no problem with that, but there is a lot. Of, there was a lot of fun to see those those foreign fighters come in and uh, uh, compete on that stage. But given what the, how the world is, I think we're gonna see quite a few more fighters, or foreign fighters, go go from rising to UFC at this point.
2: I see. Because they can't see. they
0: can't fight in Japan or their home country. You you know you can at least UFC will find a way to get some fights. Uh, up and running
2: yeah and then when everything pops back up they're gonna be one of the main ones
0: to want to do a show at the Saitama Super Arena (laughs) yeah exactly exactly Um, but with that Christian you know sorry you couldn't join before I'm glad we were able to get you on to talk about it Uh, this somewhat towering sad news um, hopefully there'll be better news in the future with a rise in 22, who knows, at this point, I have, Bellator just canceled the three, three of their shows coming up, so unfortunately, I don't know how the uh, world's gonna look like, uh, as far as, as far as May at this point.
2: Well, I mean, to be honest, I mean, it's like our so-called president, you know, just issued a travel ban dating between now and the end of April, which is April 30th. So who knows what may has in store. I mean, they say the worst of this pandemic is gonna be coming towards us here in the States, of course. But we just hope that everything will be all right, and that nobody will have to continue to suffer, especially myself because I'm an asthmatic, but hopefully nobody else will be suffering
0: from this quarantine hell that we all have to go through mm-hmm exactly exactly well you know we'll, we'll be bringing other
2: than that you know mm-hmm. closing out the show you can follow me on twitter at chrisgary92 you can follow andrew on twitter at abenja1 you can follow the show at we are rising Pod, and of course the other plugs you already know about
0: and we'll be having I mean, lots more content as the uh, as the weeks come up both mma and non-mma related just to help keep everybody busy and get their mind off all this chaoticness that's going on in the world